Welcome to the Progressing Lives Everywhere podcast, brought to you by the Amoria Bond Group. In each episode, we feature prominent business leaders and industry experts sharing their personal experiences and inspiring anecdotes of what progression means to them and insights into their specialist fields, as well as tools, techniques, and practical steps we can all take to progress lives everywhere. Welcome to the Progressing Lives Everywhere podcast, brought to you by the Amoria Bond Group. In this episode, your host, Andy Beard, is joined by independent business transformation specialist, Otto Good. Otto has worked across numerous industries, including manufacturing, supply chain, and business services, where he has led impactful, result-driven transformation projects to help underperforming businesses return to profitability. Today, we'll hear about Otto's own progression journey and discuss how businesses can embrace transformation in a positive way to ensure they are evolving and thriving in a world that is constantly evolving. Enjoy. Otto, a warm welcome to the Progressing Lives Everywhere podcast. It's great to have you with us today. Fine, thank you. I was looking forward to this interview, uh, Andrew, to be honest. Absolutely, so was I. So... I'm interested about the people perspective because people are naturally resistant to change. We're hardwired to resist change, for example. So there's always a challenge within that and from the people aspects of business transformation. With, with the pace of change that's going on in, in the world, in the business world, how are you seeing that actually impact the people day to day? You know, I work as a consultant, so people do reach out to me if they're already facing some problems. So we have to deal with a situation when I come in or when I join the company. And indeed, it's it always relates back to people. It relates back, firstly, and, and most of all, to leadership and the quality of leadership. Because if a company is suffering from whatever setback, it always has to do with decisions made previously by current leadership. And if uh, leadership is not capable or not able, or perhaps both, in, in, in dealing with those changes that the, the market is requiring, then you will never come out of the problems that people are facing and, and make progress and develop yourself. That's the starting point. One of the first questions that I put forward, and it's really confrontating for a lot of leaders, is the question, what did you add as value to the company in the last week? Be precise. Are you aware exactly what you're doing or is it just... The role of the shopkeeper and keeping up business as usual. I mean, business as usual is certainly not the way forward for the future. It is, it has to be dynamic. You have to know what, what needs, what needs to be done. And it all boils down exactly to three items. Uh, and, and that is the sense of urgency, what needs to be done and the prioritization that comes with it, for example. And then, of course, it has to do with decisiveness. How do I deal with the the situation on hand uh, and based on the priorities? And do I have the decision power, but also do I understand the impact of decisions that needs to be made and how do I deal with it? And the last, but certainly not least, is the way we communicate. Communicate means how we involve and engage our leadership, our managers, uh, our workforce, to participate and contribute so that everyone understands why we are doing this by simply sending a, uh, a message that we are going to change without any further explanation will certainly not create the engagement you absolutely need to be successful in this. 
And those are, are, are the three elements I've always seen as focus areas when we start on a new assignment and then a transformation process. In a rapidly changing world, that will remain a constant though, won't it? I know you're a big fan of the how question. Yeah, and, and rightly so. It's not necessarily about all the data that you're getting or, or the information you're getting. It's, it's what you do with it and how you do it. And then, of course, the why question, which really impacts the, the people that have got to be involved in, in executing the change. And I love that question, the leadership question. It's a great reflection question any leader can ask themselves day in, day out, week in, week out. You know, what did I do to impact the, the business this week? And if we link back to progressing lives, what did I do to progress the lives or progress the business this week? And, and what will I do next week? And how will I do it? So there's some, some great insights there. We'll obviously come to a bit more about business transformation later on. I, I'm interested to know from your point of view, and there might be people listening who might be thinking about doing this at the stage of the career they're in, what led you to decide to set up your own company and, and take your your services to different organizations and, and, and have that real impact on on what's maybe a shorter term basis, of course, than a than a career move might might do. From my own perspective, when I sold my company, it was a turning point in life where where you have the opportunity to decide: do we go left or do we go right? Make the right decision. And normally, when you are what you are good at, you get a lot of energy from it, and you can also invest a lot of energy into it. That's first of all. But it should, well, the most trickling part. Let's put it like this: the most trickling part is that you do something that you feel comfortable with and that you feel that you can contribute to change in this particular case. And in my previous company, it was a logistic uh, kind of operation, it had nothing to do with people management or leadership development, but the lack of leadership development and people development at that particular time causes some, some serious uh, problems, but also my interest. So I focused in my next step on the leadership development and, and on, on people development and see how that can contribute to the overall development of a company and being successful long-term. That also requires a lot of flexibility of people. People are, as you correctly said, by the way, are not up to change. There's a lot of resistance, natural resistance to change. And all of a sudden, when it is mandatory for people that that they have to change, then they need at least to understand why we are doing it and what the objectives are. And how we as leaders and the managers and themselves, the employees themselves, the workforce can contribute to this. It should be clearly, clearly understood. And that's the reason why I was referring to the communication part I just mentioned. Because if people don't understand, you will not get the engagement. That's absolutely mandatory and necessary to uh, to be successful in this. And on that point, it, as much as possible, this, this should be kept positive. There's always a downside to every upside. Of course, change uh, comes with resistance. It's natural. Uh, innovation, there is no change without innova- innovation. There is no change without any interruption. And being disruptive, well, I would not say by default, but be critical. And, and always ask yourself the question, if I do this, what will be the impact on short term and long term? And how can I as an individual or as an employee or we as a company benefit from it? Yeah, it's never, never easy. Looking at progression, as a word what does that word mean to you progression is another way of saying of making sure that you achieve constant growth development and adding value everything you should do should add value to the process that you are in that can be significant it can be minor but it always needs to be 
of a step forward in, instead of a step back. Uh, that's that's my translation of uh, progression, and of course it comes with many varieties, uh, as you can imagine, depending on from which point of view you you approach it. From a leadership point of view, it's different from a from an employee point of view. Try to explain for yourself or find an answer to the question: Where did I add value in what I've done the last, let's say, week or so? And is that something that you ask yourself? Do you go through that process of a, a weekly reflection or a daily reflection and go, right, where have I added value? And almost reassessing the priorities or benchmarking against priorities. Do you, do you take yourself through that process? Yeah, yeah. I do this constantly, but that comes with the territory, uh, to be honest, Andrew, because being an interim transformation manager, hired to make sure that the transformation will work and will be impactful. That's where we get paid for. So we should evaluate this constantly and then give some feedback on, on, on the progress made, of course. But this is a normal feedback process. It's a normal loop for me in my way of thinking, but it's totally different for those people that I'll find on the other side of the table who will ask for your support and are not accustomed to answer to this question constantly. It's their yeah. evaluation moment or evaluation or appraisal process. Once or twice per year, we we have a meeting and discuss the, 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 your, your personal performance, and that's it. For me, performance management, because it boils down to performance management, it always does, is a constant process of improvement and evaluation and learn from the, the mistakes you made, of course. And I hope you do make mistakes because then you can have, you can learn from it and then you can actually make progress. It's a great progression tool, really is. So you. It is. is. And it also replaces the, what I call old school appraisal process where we sit together for uh, uh, an hour or two and evaluate your performance for the last six months. It's ridiculous. It's a const, it should be monitored constantly and be evaluated. And if need be, then, then adapt it as well or adjust it. That's great. So the process you go through then, uh, if I hear that right, you set the priorities, act with urgency, and then you have this constant process of, of performance appraisal performance management whether it's on yourself or working with others where you're constantly stress testing it is what i am doing or how am i making an impact this week in line with these priorities and, and in line with the wider organizational objectives exactly and yeah, that's the way it is for the benefit of our listeners how would you define business transformation and, and what are some of the most common business transformations that, that occur day to day well, that's a pretty tough question, Andrew. And uh, I, I think business transformation comes in various shapes and forms. The examples that you refer to has to do has to do with evaluating your own business performances and how your businesses will develop in time or over time. That's always difficult to to judge upfront, but at least you should be aware. I, I always find the the uh, example of Kodak, for example, uh, with the, the the photography uh, world. Uh, uh, good one to refer to leading in the world leader at the time and now all of a sudden it's all digitalized and uh, the company does not well, does not have the market share anymore how could you keep up and be aware of it in time so that you can adjust your strategy and your vision and your focus and make sure that you are part, that you are participating in a, in a positive way in the new markets that are developing that's always a very difficult one the only thing that i can Add to this one is just be aware of what's going on in the market and be flexible in your organization and in your mindset to adapt to new technologies, to adapt to new markets, to new way of work, to new dynamics. 
those are the, the basic ingredients, I would say, to, to, to see changes upcoming and that you need to anticipate upon. So anticipate change as best you can. Obviously, we don't have crystal balls, but if you can anticipate change, it, it also sounds like there's a, there's a real priority needs to be placed upon, okay, you've got day-to-day. -day. There are people that take care of day-to-day, -day, but someone or, 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 or some people need to have an eye on trends in the future. Take the Kodak example. The digital camera is on the horizon, and you don't necessarily have to close your normal operation down and then start doing digital cameras, but at the very least start to explore these opportunities and, and what what impact that might have on your business in the future. And actually, that boils down to, 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 to one important thing I think it is. Normally, when, when we talk business transformation, we are all, we are in many cases uh, one or two steps too late already because there is a, a negative result, uh, uh, markets are declining or market shares are declining or whatever. And then all of a sudden the alarm bell starts ringing and then someone has to come along and help them uh, to recover. That's the normal picture that we will see or the regular picture that we will see. It would be great for, for companies to have at least one member of their board or one member of their directors focusing primarily on future developments within their market. But also look at different markets because there, there can be overlaps or there can be additional uh, opportunities that you are not aware of at that particular time because you're not focusing on it. So it should always be good to have a, let's say, a transformation or a business development, that's perhaps a better word, a business development manager or director within your company being the, the, the person that connects with the, the real world and not the, the world you're focusing on and, and the narrow horizon many companies do have because they want to uh, increase their profit, their shareholding, uh, stakeholder value. Important, of course, but it's only a small part of the whole uh, of the whole puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. So, some of your advice would be: don't just get caught up in this quarter's numbers. Have have some people really having their fingers on the pulse for anticipating market developments, market you know, changes. You touched on this a little bit again. I wanted to dive into this as well because clearly we'll have a, a spectrum of listeners today. I, I really like Jim Collins's book around this subject, how, how the mighty fall. And he has a five stage process that businesses go through basically from initial decline to catastrophe. The first three are stage one is overconfidence from success. Stage two is undisciplined pursuit of, of more. And stage three is you're in denial or you're in basically denying that you're at risk. Uh, and then there's, there's further steps, obviously, step four and five. From the work that you've done, and you mentioned it a minute ago, by the time a company kind of realizes the need for transformation, it's often now too late. They're obviously going to be in one of those one to five stages. Yeah. What for you, apart from not keeping an eye on the future, what are some of the other key warning signs that a, a business or even a department, clearly, you know, it might be a, a particular function within a business might end up needing to go into transformation. So for, for, for our listeners, in different functions in business, what are some of the warning signs that a business is progressing in the wrong direction? Don't think in silos as a lot of people and companies do. Many companies, especially when you are a larger company, are led by procedures and by processes, which is fine in principle, but they should not be leading. They are supporting the process. That's a significant difference. Being pragmatic as well. Don't take things automatically for granted because it has been like this for the last couple of years. Uh, the market dynamics and the dynamics of your customers require you to, to, to be flexible. And also 
want to be flexible and also want to be overlapping fields. It, it's, it, you, you see in many cases, uh, especially the people are protecting their territory because it's their cup of tea, because they feel familiar with it. It's within their comfort zone. There is no comfort zone anymore. There is no guaranteed path to success. It's all flexibility and adapt adaptability based on new technology also uh, developing that needs to be taken into consideration as well. You should be open to this. And this is the pitfall of many, many managers that are too focused on the business as usual and the way they did the business the last 10 years. It's before you know it, it's old school and you're out of business. So what I just heard there was a lot around flexibility, adaptability, being agile, almost going against, again, human nature. As yeah. We thought a, a little bit earlier on. You, it was in collaboration, so don't be in a silo, collaborate. And then it was the business as usual. So it, it, to get out of business as usual, what should a, a leader do, a CEO or department leader, should they almost invest and block some time out to start thinking through, okay, how can we be flexible? How can we adapt? So almost rather than just get caught up day to day, turning up to work and doing the same things over again, actually planning some strategic time to look at how to, to continue to evolve and adapt. And there's exactly what, what, what management teams should do or board of directors should do or shareholders should do on a regular basis. Just take a step back of day to day work and day to day problems and see how the market, the economy is developing, but more from a holistic point of view, not only from a point of view from your company, but what's happening and connect with other companies as well. Everyone is struggling with the same, but we are still in our comfort zone and this is a competitor. competitor. We don't speak with competitors, but together you can be stronger than each individual company or each individual as a manager. So look for the intervention and, and be open to another approach. It, it can be, in many cases, 80% of it will be rubbish at the end of the day, but at least you have another mind created, another mindset, and the remaining 20% can bring so much added value to your company eventually, but you need to be open to it and step away from convention, step away from comfort zone, step away from, we've done this so many years, so that's, that, uh, that's a guaranteed path to success. It isn't. Two points on that. I, I love the point about competition. There's a great example of that from, from the Ford business transformation that Alan Mulally performed. And when mm -hmm. he, there's a great book on that. Uh, the, the book is, is, is called American Icon and it's by the journalist from, from the Detroit newspaper. And he, he's written a book about the story of the transformation. And when Mulally came from the aerospace industry, so he was immediately viewed as, as with a lot of suspicion coming into an automotive organization. And one of the first things he did was contact the local rivals, so GM, Chrysler, and say, look, let's have a chat. And he didn't see them as competitors. He saw them as rivals. And, and these, these companies were obviously naturally very suspicious. Yeah. And the other thing he did when, when they needed bailouts during the, the financial crash, he, he testified and campaigned for them to actually get bailouts. And people were saying, well, why would you do that? They're your competition. You surely would want to see them fail. And he said, well, no, they're our rivals. We, we, if they fail, the whole industry is going to sink with it. So we need them to be in a, in a healthy state. We need this rival. We need to be learning from each other and, and ultimately helping each other go forward rather than seeing each other as, as, as competitors to try and, to try and destroy each other, basically. So that's a great point. The other observation I would, I would just want to ask you about there is 
you talk about the leadership group. How often do you see it that when you come in to have to do a transformation that there is a, a real breakdown in, in that leadership group? So they're not necessarily collaborating or they're not uh, holding tension with each other to make the right decisions. Is that a real common trait of a business that, that is, is in these stages we talked about earlier on? Almost, you know, it's, it's gone past the point now. I understand your question, Andrew, and it's a very valid point. In almost every assignment, I come across resistance to change within the leadership team. And that's also explains why they are more or less desperately looking for a change because they're not able to generate or initiate it, it uh, themselves. It has nothing to do with poor or, or poor performance. It has to do with your mindset. You should be open to reflect your own performance and the dynamics of the of your customers and your market. That will make you successful eventually, and then you have to adapt. You have to adapt. If you're not able to do this, for whatever reason, it might be very simplistic related to then I will lose my job, so I will not cooperate or will not go that way. That's very straightforward. It can also be more complex because there are independent or there are dependencies with other companies or other departments that needs to be taken into consideration. So the impact would be too great or too too powerful to consider. But if you don't, then eventually the day-to-day practice will take care of it and they will make the decision for you. It's better to take your destination in your own hands and move forward uh, on your own initiative and on your own decided path forward. And that's a steep learning curve for a lot of leadership members. So you've almost got to, as a leader, transcend beyond your role, not just think about your role, look at your link in that group. And like you've already mentioned, don't just get caught up in your, your day to day because at some point it will, if you, if you do, it's, it, it's going to, to pay you back, if you like. What yeah. would be your overriding message then to the leadership group about how they can perform? And clearly this will be something you might do in a, you know, in a four day offsite, but one or two messages to, to a leadership group in an organization about how they can effectively collaborate together to, to ensure that their business continues to evolve and expand and doesn't fall into the trap of, of having to, to go through a transformation. I think you need to be um, you need to make a step back first before you can answer that question is just know what's going on in the market, in your specific market. And, and, and don't focus only on your product, but also the umfeld, as they say, the related markets to your own markets. Make sure that you fully understand what the dynamics are. That's where it starts with. And then don't take things for granted. Nothing is granted any, uh, you can take for granted anymore, unfortunately. So that must make you very alert and your company very agile. So because you have to adapt to a new situation in a fast, fast paced environment. Most important thing is to get out of your comfort zone. That's simply within, that's against your, your nature. That's against your natural behavior. And there are only a few great leaders who are able to put their own interests aside in, to, to focus on, on the really the things that really matters. And I think that's one of the most important messages that I can can send out and, and like to share with the community. Try to get out of your comfort zone and don't be hesitant to do so, because in the end, you will benefit from it when you're open to the change that and the transformation that it uh, will bring. But it doesn't always feel great to be out of a comfort zone, speaking of personal experience, but you, you know, in the end, it, the benefit, you will feel the benefits. So it's a really, it's a really powerful point. Thank you. So I just want to look forward now. If you could get your crystal ball out for a moment, 
what do you see to be the future of business transformation? I think from a business point of view, business transformation will be a hot topic for the next three, four years. Because right. we are we are in a, in a changing world as we speak, and a lot of companies do not understand fully what the impact of the changing world will be on their or on their organization. And I think the way we are recovering from this COVID period, which impacted a lot of industries quite heavily, it will for sure generate a new business or new business models for the uh, for different industries. Look at the travel industry, for example, the airlines, for example, the services related industries online industries everything will change and people will have difficulties in, in managing this themselves so they will look for external expertise so that will be a focus point driven by need to survive for example making a step back and looking for it from a more holistic holistic point of view it would it always good i said it before just to be constantly be involved in and engaged in in change how things will go in the near future have contacts and, and make have an intervention session with your competitors because everyone is struggling with the same problem and and come for sure come out of the comfort zone and be open for a different approach even if this is un unconventional and disruptive and then because of people do have a fear for disruptiveness people do have a fear for a comfort zone or getting out of it that's always a problem that that needs to be managed and this is something that is always directing directly back to the leadership. Absolutely. There's been a real theme there from, from today about the, the key role leadership plays in, in, in the business transformation landscape. You, you just mentioned there a minute ago, it sounds to me like you're advocating these industries that have been radically transformed overnight really should be collaborating together to come together to take themselves through the transformation that they're going to have to go through in order to, to ultimately make sure their industry in the, is in the best shape possible for the collective whole rather than just these individual businesses. Exactly, Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's been a really interesting journey that you've taken us on today through business transformation and some really, really key and practical points have come out of it. My final question would be, in summary, how can we progress lives through transforming our businesses? <laughs> I think creating awareness and accepting that business will change constantly on senior and management level, I think it's mandatory to be successful in the future and not being surprised or by circumstances that are difficult to manage and to change when they uh, finally occur. That would be my response to your question. Uh, Thank you very much indeed for taking part in the podcast. If uh, our listeners are interested in reaching out to you via social media, uh, website, etc. Is there somewhere they can go to learn more about the work you do in your business? Yes, of course. I have a website. It's First Time Right. That's the name of the website. Uh, and I'm also, you can also find me on LinkedIn with some references of the assignments that I've been involved with. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed again. And all the best for the future transformations that you're involved in and Based on these insights, I know those companies will be in the right hands. So uh, we look forward to speaking to you again. Okay, Andrew, thank you for the opportunity to connect and wish you well as well. Thank you again. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Progressing Lives Everywhere, brought to you by Amoria Bond. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a review. Every time you do, it helps others find the podcast. For more information on Amoria Bond's specialist services and to access the podcast show notes, head over to amoriabond.com. Join us next time as we continue to progress lives everywhere.